I want to know if it's something in you academic types. Okay. I use in a non-derogatory way. Sure. Because you, when you started working on the bookshelf, either I asked you or you took it upon yourself, whatever, you made a lot of playlists for the bookshelf. Yeah. Spotify. So does Kate. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, like, and she's a musicologist, mm-hmm. so maybe that's part of sure, it. Sure, yeah. But what draws the two of you to Spotify and to um, playlist making? And that's the thing. Like, I only use Spotify for the bookshelf. Oh. Um, I love making playlists, for sure. Um, but usually I, like, want it to fit on a CD. So, yeah. like, 12 to 16 songs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we need, what, like, 78-ish. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, for a retail soundtrack, you want it to be more than four hours long so yeah. that you don't have to listen to the same songs over and over and yeah. over. Yeah, and guess what? It's pretty hard to do. It's very hard to um, do. Because some songs, I've noticed, like, they sound great at first, and then, like, Seuss John or whatever has, like, these instrumental parts at yeah. the end where I'm like, turn it off, I can't! Yeah. Because um, it's, like, this cacophony of yeah. sound. So the booksellers, American Booksellers Association put out a survey yesterday. It was just, like, this brief little thing with their weekly newsletter and it said, what music do you play in your store? Click uh, Check one. And it was classic jazz and rock. And I was oh like, my. is this what we're listening to? Because this is not what the bookshelf listens to. Our genre is not even on there. I went to another independent bookstore on Sunday. And they were playing like a 90s alt rock and grunge soundtrack. And I thought, huh. That's interesting. Not what I would have chosen yeah. for a Sunday morning. No. But you do you. Oh, fascinating. It was very strange. Yeah, music matters. Music matters. Welcome to episode 140 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and like I always say, I contain multitudes. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshop, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. We're finally uh, changing things up a little bit, and let me just say, it is so great to have the support of other businesses in our area, right? Yes, we are surrounded by some really lovely independently owned shops, fellow small businesses, and one of those you have heard us talk about before is Fuzzy Goat. So Fuzzy Goat, contrary to popular belief... Does not sell goat cheese. No, they sell yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a knitting class at Fuzzy Goat around three years ago when our friend Cadence first opened the shop down the street, and I just thought I was going to take this class mm-hmm. because I liked Cadence, and turns out I can knit... Uh, and I can knit thanks to Cadence and the atmosphere that she's created. You kind of walk in there and you just want to stay. Mm-hmm. Like It's very homey. It's super homey. It's got this kind of nice lodge vibe. And it's filled with, like, even if you're not a knitter, you just kind of want to walk around in there. Yeah. Like, the yarn is really pretty. And I mean this in a very, very positive way, but it just smells like a yarn shop. Yeah. Right? You're it's... kind of taken back. Like, you yeah. kind of walk in there. And on the one hand, it's super modern and hip and fun, like, showing you that knitting, you can knit all sorts of wonderful, Mm -hmm. lovely things. But it's also, like, a place where I would love, like, I just love to sit and Mm -hmm. visit. And she has the most vibrant, unique community of customers, like, ranging in age, and they all just sit and knit, and it is delightful. And I also really love that she, I think, has told me that 90% of her merchandise is created by other independent makers. That's so cool. So sometimes you'll see on Instagram, like, she'll post about this yarn that was dyed in Savannah. Like, she is really trying hard to 
provide a space where not only customers feel comfortable, but where makers can kind of sell their wares. And if you're not in the area, they do ship. They ship. Somebody, want, I think my dear friend once um, sent me a gift certificate from Fuzzy Go, which was super thoughtful. Um, so you can shop with her online. All of her classes are online. And yeah, they ship uh, nationwide. nationwide. So um, I would highly recommend emailing or contacting Cadence at Fuzzy Goat, um, going to their website. It's www.fuzzygoatyarns.com. So you can kind of discover a little bit more of them on um, Facebook. They're Fuzzy Goat Yarns. On Instagram, they are fuzzy underscore goat. Their Instagram is so it's much super fun. Cute. Uh, they do these really great Instagram stories where they unbox their yarns, and mm-hmm. you can hear like all the people in the in the lodge like sitting and knitting, going, Ooh. "Oh, like it's really <laughs> cute." So if you are not local, then certainly check them out online. That's fuzzygoatyarns.com on Instagram, fuzzy underscore goat. And if you are local, what are you waiting for? Please go Please see Fuzzy there. Goat. Um, they are delightful. Cadence and Carolina have created just a really special place in Thomasville, and I'm so glad they're our neighbors. Me too. All right, so what are we going to talk about today, Annie? It's a day in the life. It's a link in the chain. Another brick in the wall. I don't know the next line. I think those are different songs. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. I can't keep this going. <laughs> um, we get so, well, okay. I won't speak for you uh, because I don't know. I get a lot of emails asking about what it's like to be a bookstore owner. Do you get those emails or um, <laughs> is that just me? <laughs> yeah, no. Nobody wants to know what it's like to, to be, be an academic. Student. Nobody. No, it's because they just know it's the worst. <laughs> They've heard you talk about it, yeah. to be fair. Um, so yeah, we thought we would take a minute to create an episode kind of about what a day in the life of the bookshelf looks like, mm-hmm. a day in the life of our staff, like what we do mm-hmm. at the bookshelf. Who are we? That do you, Were you trying to be a season sorry when he did Little Sebastian's uh, video? Because no, he definitely he definitely starts it by going, who are we? You, you gotta go watch that now. I will. Um, so yeah, a day in the life of, at the bookshelf. Um, well, it begins before 10 a.m. I was about to say, some people, a.k.a. me, get mm-hmm. here, like, I get here at 8.30 or 9 because I try to get here before we open. Um, how about I take you through a Tuesday? Let's go through a Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday at the shop. You know, you might not know this, but Tuesday is a very busy, busy, busy weekday yep. in a bookstore because Tuesday is new release day. Tuesday is new release day. It's also, here's some small town fun for you. It is also the day where our local preschools walk to story time. Uh-huh. So, for example, I I try to take Mondays off. That doesn't always happen. I still respond to a lot of texts and emails. I'm working on boundary setting. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, but Tuesdays are like my day back in the shop after taking Sunday and maybe Monday off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get here and at 9.30, inevitably, I hear the pounding of little hands on our glass door, the smushing of faces, waiting for story time. The <laughs> smearing of wet noses. Yes. So so the local preschools walk their kids down to story time at 9.30 and we just do like a little story time just for them. So we're not technically open. Um, I read them two or three books and we sing a song. We don't do a craft with them because there are so many kids. Right. Um, so I did not tell you this, but a couple of weeks ago, 
First United Methodist Preschool came, brought their kids. They are a pretty large preschool, so they always bring 20 to 30 kids at 9.30 and then 20 to 30 kids at 9.45. Wow. So automatically... That's a big preschool. Yeah, automatically we're seeing... 45 to 60. How are there that many kids in Thomas? Right, right. Oh, people procreate here. Like, they are busy. So that preschool is, and it's a phenomenal preschool, so they have a lot of kids. Um, But one Tuesday, I think this was two weeks ago, I get here at like 9.15, and the group has shown up early, which sometimes happens. Like, they'll either show up early or late because preschool children, like, what are you going to do? So I'm a little harried because I'm like, whoa, we're not ready. So I let them in at 920. I do group one. And then it comes time for group two. And here come 30 children and their grandparents. Because and it's their grandparents. grandparents day. And it was so many. I mean, you've seen our children's section. Like, it's large. But, but also, like, like, Ashley walked in because she gets here. You know, if you open, you try to get here at 945. She walked in and there were 60 people before. Like, we're not even open yet. Yeah. So, on the one hand, that is delightful and a joy and the reason I do what I do. But basically by 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, I'm already tapped out. Like, (laughs) already done. I I have anxiety (laughs) thinking about 60 people in the children's section. It was so much. So, that's how our day begins on Tuesday. And truly, there is a preschool every Tuesday morning. So, every Tuesday, we are leading. It's not always that large. Mm -hmm. Um, First United Methodist is our biggest group. But we're leading preschool uh, preschool story times. And it is is really fun. Um, That's where a lot of our funniest stories come from. Yeah. For context, what I'm doing on a Tuesday, because I'm not in the store, is I'm still in bed at that time. Yes. Because Tuesday is my day off. Yes. (laughs) Good. We can contrast what's going on at the bookshelf versus what what is going on with Chris. Um, so typically, again, because I've taken Sunday and potentially Monday off, so has Ashley, because we both work on Saturdays. So Ashley is our events coordinator. We will typically sit down and hash out, like, what events we've got going on this week, which ones we need to start promoting, which ones we need to sell tickets for. So she and I kind of regroup, um, and then we proceed to get out new release books Mm -hmm. that that have already been delivered on Monday. So new release books that always come out on Tuesdays, like music. Mm-hmm. Didn't you used to, like, shop at Sam and Goody Tuesdays? was like, no, no. that wasn't your place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tuesdays was, like, new new release day for music. I think, is it still? Yep. Okay. Uh, so it is new release Tuesday for books, and basically Maddie has, like, gotten them ready for us on Monday, put them in inventory, so that all we have to do is stack them up to take a picture. Ashley will tell you, that is horrific because she's like, I can't figure out a unique way to show that it's new release Tuesday. Yep. Um, but we also want to showcase, look, we got these new books in today and you right. should come get them. So we set them up for a picture and then we proceed to like distribute them throughout the store. Sometimes we'll wait. Kate comes in on Tuesdays at around noon. So believe it or not, because we're doing all this while customers are also in and out uh-huh. of the store. So often new releases won't get put out on the shelves until Kate gets here and we have three three sets of hands. Yeah, in the old days with Starl and Rebecca. Yep. It was it was a whole process. Yeah. And it, and it still is. It still like, is. But we've gotten, I feel like it's gotten down to a science a little yeah. bit more. Like, we know where everything goes. We know we want to fill the new release wall. We want to do in caps. Maddie's been doing a really good job of creating these really awesome yes, in cap displays. So, basically, we spend the morning stocking the shelves. Because mm-hmm. um, mornings are the quieter yes. times in the shop. Stock the shelves, make new displays. Yeah. But what this means is moving everything around. Right, yeah. Because we have to move things around to fit all the new books. You have to take off all the 
old releases from the new release wall, find homes for them, uh-huh. which often means, yeah, rearranging shelves, and it's like Tetris or it is, whatever. It's a lot like Tetris. Yeah. It's fun. But, uh, can I just say... Please. Uh, there are many things that have become a lot more work once I took over the bookshelf. So, yeah. like, there are lots of tasks that maybe aren't fun anymore or aren't dream come true things anymore, you know, bills to be paid and toilets that overflow and all and kinds of stuff. Books that have to be read. Yes, but one thing, the magic never disappears, is I do love opening a box of books. Opening a box of books is always fun. It truly never gets old. Um, if it's an Ingram order or a Penguin Random House order, like, I always am, like, pawing through the books. Like, what, what, we, get what do we get today? So that Especially the publisher forward. orders, I think. Yes. Because we place those orders so many months in advance that I, when, yeah. the book, when the box gets here, it's like, ooh, we don't what do we have? What did we order? Yeah, so for reference, it is September when we're recording this, and I am currently working on spring 2018 book orders. Yep. So I am looking at things coming out January through May of 2018, which feels daunting absolutely um so yeah so when we open those publisher boxes it's always a fun surprise you're like oh we ordered this this. yeah oh i was so excited about this six months ago yeah so that's really fun so that's a big thing on tuesdays yeah and that's a lot of fun um let's talk about the bathroom situation because like it's all fun and games until you reach to lift the toilet seat and your fingers get wet which happened to me this morning And um, I was like, listen. Yeah. Look, I probably have never cleaned up as much human waste oh, yeah. as I have working at a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Which, Jordan did send me an email a while ago that was like, hey, people use the bathroom more. The smell of paper makes people use the bathroom more. And so people go to the bathroom in bookstores. And I was like, finally, science explains it. Uh, I, I mean, I want to blame Grassroots for being so close by yeah. with all their coffee. Um, but, yeah. Well, in this office where we're recording right now... Is directly next is to the bathroom. Del- yeah, so I hear a lot of things on yes. any given day. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Oh, I remember six months ago or whatever, I was working in here on probably podcast stuff, and yeah. I just remember coming out and being like, how do you do it? Yeah. How do you work in that office? I heard so many people yeah. and their fluids everywhere. Yeah. And I mean everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Because I went and cleaned it later. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. When um, when one of my friends was opening a shop downtown, like, they were trying to figure out, do we have paper towels or do we have hand dryers? And that had never occurred to me to even be an option, but she installed a hand dryer. Because really? paper towels wind up everywhere. And On, they do. Well, and here's the good news, though. So we just have one bathroom, and truly, I, I have seen so much worse Right, in like oh, for malls sure. or high traffic areas. Like ours isn't bad, but you're just cleaning it and it's very different from cleaning your own bathroom. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it that way. We will, we will put it that way. <laughs> so that is, um, that's something, just in case you thought it was all romantic twirling in the aisles here at the bookshelf, there are there are things that are the same no matter what job you're working. Yeah. Except, it was one of the things you told me when you were training. Yeah. You, like, just get ready. Yeah. And we don't have cleaning people. No. Like, it's us. It's all us. Yeah. Which is another thing I would like to talk about about small business. So, in December, of course, our busy, by far, our busiest time of the year, last December, our computer started to go yep. out. And uh, it was 
awful. I remember. And what is awful about that is the feeling of helplessness when you realize you are your company's IT person. Mm-hmm. And I use the term company very loosely. <laughs> you are your staff's uh, IT person. And when things start stop working, they're looking at you. <laughs> like, yeah, we... <laughs> one whole Saturday morning used Square Yep. until the computer would pick back up. The computer had stopped even turning on. Yeah. Um, we, which we got everything worked out, but there is still nothing that leaves me feeling quite as helpless as realizing, like, because I used to work other jobs where you picked up the phone and you dialed a number and IT would come to your office and fix your computer. That is, that is, that not, is not what happens case. here. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's something I think a lot of people don't remember don't always remember about small businesses like the people you see in the shop we're doing it baby that's it uh (laughs) second use of baby um (laughs) yeah i was at a a, like seminar kind of thing for entrepreneurs a couple weeks ago and a small business owner was presenting and she said you know it's really true we're jack of all trades masters of none jacks of all trades masters of none which by the way kills me to no end I want to be a master of, of everything. everything, and um, that's not possible. Yeah. And so, luckily, my liberal arts education kind of prepared me. For sure. Agreed. But the reality is, like, now I'm in a workplace where I'm not expected, you know, at the Florida Bar, I was expected to be a writer and editor. Pretty much nothing more. Those are right. the expectations given to me. Now, I'm supposed to help plan events, and which event coordination is in my wheelhouse at least but I'm also supposed to pay bills and do payroll and do accounting and know what QuickBooks means every minute of every day and clean bathrooms and clean bathrooms and, and place orders staff, and, and everything else it's a lot of things and in that way it's a lot like academia yes honestly. you're doing you're all the things doing all the things and getting compensated for none of them yeah yeah it's you just know, what you're supposed to do you're expected to to take classes and then expected to have to teach classes at the same time but then you're also expected to have to be on this committee that's yes. going to meet once a week for three hours yeah. and then you're also expected to be writing your own things to submit for publication because you need to be published before you can really get a job but you don't have time to work on your own things because you have to write the things for school yeah. and you don't have time to write the things for school because you also have to lesson plan because you're also teaching and you don't have time to lesson plan because you have to go to a meeting yeah. and none of these things actually pay any money and so you have to get a second job which then takes up one to two days of your time right. where you could and should be doing all the other things yeah. in addition to just conferences yeah. I have to leave at least once a semester for three days to go to a conference yeah. because I have to have that on my resume in order to get hired next yeah. year. So it it's a lot of having to juggle everything. Like yeah. it's just that juggler emoji with the mustache. Yes. That's that's me. Yeah. No, and I think the I don't know, the good or comforting news is I think that's everybody. Like I feel like we yeah. feel it more yeah. or um especially when we're young. Right. But I think a lot of people I mean, you've got moms who are juggling Absolutely. being a mom and going to work or you know, Everybody's just trying to do so many things, and I've tried to tell myself that, that, like, you know, we're all just humans trying our best, um, but that is something probably that I didn't know going into running a shop, is I didn't know, oh, everything, everything falls to you, and, and, and rightly so, like, that's the role you play, like, that's the price I pay for wanting to be a business owner, is then if something goes wrong, I, it's my name on the Mm -hmm. line, it's my, and, and that's how it should be. Like, it shouldn't fall to you or to Ashley or to Maddie. Like, it's, it's supposed to fall on my shoulders. Um, 
but it has been it has been an interesting journey to try to juggle and learn to be yeah a master of none but a, of a jack of all so i'm still learning that yeah. lesson and i mean the good news is i think we're both happy with our decisions yes wouldn't change a thing no um, i mean my job is as as maybe as busy as i just made it sound like my job is to read books and talk about them right like honestly that's yeah. the best job in the world right no, there and people will sometimes ask me. I mean, granted, being a bookstore owner doesn't mean I sit around reading books all day. Yeah, no. But yeah, but I no, wish. By no means. <laughs> I wish. Um, but is it still four four years later still a dream come true? Yes, absolutely. I I was yeah I was with somebody the other day who was like yeah but do you love it and I was like yes I love it and I can say that without hesitation. Um, so yeah, Tuesdays are pretty busy. Where it's me. Ashley and Kate and we're bringing in new releases and we're handling customers and we're planning events and then um Tuesday afternoon I don't know about you but I feel like time very much flies here so when I worked at my desk job even the job I loved time dragged quite a bit and that is not the case here like I'll look at the clock and be like oh no it's already three o'clock or it's already four o'clock um so speaking of story times Tuesdays are also our day where the boys and girls club Mm -hmm. or the Thomas County Resource Center bring their slightly older kids so we do preschool in the morning and then we have like kindergarten first second graders Mm -hmm. in the afternoon for an additional story time so Tuesdays are story time day um and which is it's so wonderful to be able to play like that small role in these kids lives um the other day when these kids walked in for story time they just it was their first time to come in here and they were going it's beautiful. Oh. Look at it. Like, they were just so adorable, and that also makes the job worth it. And then during that, we're also dealing with quirky, fun customers. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, we joked about bookshelf bucks and put it on your tab and mm-hmm. cheers, but truly, when people come in here, it has gotten to the point, and you've worked here long enough to know, like, you know... You yeah. know who's shopping here. So, hey, Suzanne. Hey, Philip. Like, they're just regular faces. Like, Philip always comes in and is going to order an obscure collection. poetry collection, yeah. and he's going to buy one. Mm-hmm. So he's going Every to Every Saturday. Yeah. Going to pick one up and order a new one. That's what he does. Yeah. Yep. And I think he does that twice a week. So, Philip comes in. He works at the library, and he's, like, he's one of our regulars. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne comes in and wants to talk about a book she just finished. Mm-hmm. And probably she has just been at Grassroots telling people at Grassroots the book they should read. Mm-hmm. And then eventually somebody from Grassroots comes and buys the book Suzanne recommended. Mm-hmm. She's like the best bookseller that doesn't work here. Absolutely. <laughs> and then she'll come in and tell us, like, okay, I know you guys haven't read this one yet, but I just did. Yeah. Here's what you can tell people about it. Yeah. Like, God bless you. Emily comes in once or twice a week with her kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Uh, Brady has been on the podcast before, like getting to watch Brady go from a reluctant reader to an avid can't put them down Mm -hmm. kind of reader has been phenomenal. Um, And then like Emily has become part of, like she comes in, we all treat her like she's she's one of the bookshop. Yeah. Yeah. So all while we're putting away books or while Ashley's sitting at the table, planning events, scheduling Instagram posts or posting, posting to social media, we're also just interacting with people. And yes, as an introvert, sometimes that feels like too much, too much. It's also exactly why we do what we do. Yep. Like, it wouldn't be fun to do this uh, if no one came in. Like, <laughs> not only would it not be uh, financially feasible, but it just wouldn't be fun. Like, no. the whole point is to have people come in, 
uh, this week um, that we're recording this is Band Books Week. Mm-hmm. So you get Band Books Week is so fun because you get people coming in. What? Like what's a band book? Yeah, at this and or you know I've read this. How was this band? Light in the Attic uh, was banned, and so like getting to talk to people about why these books have been banned and what that means. Right. Um, that's really fun. So we get to play this really unique role in our community of. Yes, it's kind of acting like an educator, but it's also just kind of acting as, like, I don't know, this fellow human being, like, as we walk each other through life, like, here's the book to walk you through this, here's the book that you need to gift somebody, and we were constantly picking out presents for people, Mm -hmm. and, um, and then, yeah, planning our next events, so events kind of keep us running, so if you switch... You know, that's a normal Tuesday, a normal Thursday. You're here. I'm here. Um, and I'm working on... You're working on podcast Podcast stuff. things, website things. And when I was here for inventory things, I was working on catalogs. Yeah. And picking all kinds of stuff. And yeah. what should we order? What should we have in the shop? Which, and that is another part of the job that I think still... Yes, it is sometimes exhausting because the other day that I was looking through the Random House catalog and it's 850 it's a, titles. It's so many. So it's so tedious, but the moment when you scroll and you're scrolling looking through this electronic catalog and then you see the title and you're like, oh, oh this looks so good. Um, so that that is another thing that doesn't get old. Um, and so you're here doing podcast stuff now. Again, leading up to Thursday nights are often event nights. Yep. So we're either doing an in-store reading or signing, or we've started this really fun series called Entertain Your Inner Nerd, where we're doing, like, a workshop of some kind. So dot journaling, which, by the way, totally into now. Like, I am keeping a bullet journal. Um, I think it's working for me. Um, And then we're having a happy houseplants class, like, teach you how to do houseplants, take care of your plants. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, those are quirky, weird things to be doing at your bookstore. But I would like to just say that's A, to get people in here who don't normally shop here, and B, it goes back to what indie bookstores I hope all over the country are doing, which Mm -hmm. is functioning as community gathering spaces. We're not just the place where you buy your books, although we hope that's what you're doing here. We're also where we want you to come hang out with your friends and play a game of chess or come learn a new skill. Like, the goal is for this to be like a fun place for you to spend your time. It's not just supposed to be where you come in and pick up a book and then leave kind of thing. So that's kind of what we're also doing. Events for us are huge. And yeah. so that's a, I think that's a behind the scenes thing that not everybody knows is that yeah. we not only need those to function and to financially, they bring in some money to us because they allow us to feature different books and all that kind of stuff. But they're also bringing people in, you know, our pin to plate dinner is coming up where we have like this big dinner party at the bookshelf and it gets people in here who might not normally mm-hmm. come in the doors. And it's community education on some level. Yeah. That's why a bookstore exists. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're putting books in your hands that we hope are going to let you think differently or they're going to be a reprieve from whatever's going on in your life right now. I mean, we have a lot of people who come in overwhelmed and here's a book that either is going to take your mind off that or here's a book that's going to help you cope with that um the other night somebody came in and she'd been having a rough week and it was I think coming in allowed her to have a space to like breathe for a minute and to be able to be a part of that is really a privilege Mm -hmm. and to be able to look at that customer and say hey you want me to keep holding this for you would you rather have this book like if you're feeling like this maybe this book is what you need like it's almost like being a pharmacist or being a bartender, like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like what works for you and what, what you might be needing. Um, the conversations that we have are still a highlight and we, and we have some 
that of course are bizarre and weird, but we also just have really delightful interactions Truly. with people. Um, so that, again, that's another thing that is, is true to the stereotype, I guess, of the Kathleen Kelly picture I had for myself. But that part's still true. It's not always easy. No. But do you love what you do? Yeah. Me too. of sin, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we have talked about on this episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of their of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel, and it's from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon and get access to exclusive bonus content like unpopular opinions and deleted content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. Thank you so much to all of our current patrons. Also, please just check out our website. I work hard on it. Um, and it's got a, web, a lot of web-only content, a full back catalog of our show, working on that still, um, and detailed show notes, links to further reading, all kinds of beautiful, fun things. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Um, someone didn't know that I worked here. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time anymore, so when it does... <laughs> That's very like, funny. wait, I, I do... I can help you, I... Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm yes, here. I, I own this, this store. It's time for name tags. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>